You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Is episodes once a week not enough for you? Or are you looking for more technical information from the Mixing Music Podcast? Well, guess what? Now you can. You can subscribe to our exclusive content and triple the amount of episodes that you get access to. That's right. Instead of the free once a week episodes, you get three episodes a week for only $4 a month or $40 a year. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash exclusive to get access to those episodes now. One, two, three. Hello and welcome back to the Mix of Music Podcast. I'm your host, DK, and today with me is always my lovely co-host, Fancy Lou. Okay, cool. I'll take that one. Uh, what's funny is uh, there's a, a host of another podcast that uh, knows me as Fancy Shoe Lou because he always sees me in leather shoes. There you go. There you go. So that, that name makes sense. Yeah. But uh, before we get started, Lou... Uh, what's up? How's how's things going? Everything's been good. You know, it's been a busy time. Uh, I've been working a lot with Keisha. She's been promoting her new album, uh, Keisha, Keisha Cole. Cole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's been recording everywhere from uh, Record Plant to Woodshed Recording. She just spent a week at uh, NRG Recording Studios, uh, working with everybody from like you know. She's been talking about how we've got a record with Lucky Day. I believe Sway Lee popped in the other day. Brandy stopped in. Ray J, Nelly, tons of people. So it's uh it's been pretty exciting working on this project. That's awesome. Yeah, and and I remember that uh, at NRG you even took me once and showed yeah. me around the place. And Introduced stuff. you to Adam, uh, who's uh, one of their in-house engineers. And uh, funny enough, if you ever wanted to see what Adam looks like, just look at that new Slate commercial about his new uh, virtual headphone system. Uh, you'll see Adam like, wow. Like he'll be like, that sounds like the NS10s in that room. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. No, Adam, we're not making fun of you. It's just, yeah, you know, it's a commercial. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's awesome. And so thank you for that opportunity. And I know that with uh, the Keisha Cole stuff, it's been going really well. Oh, yeah. It's been busy as heck. Oh, yeah. Since uh, since September, like uh, actually October, like since the last two weeks of October, she's been very busy and kicking a lot of ass. I know uh, her and Ron Fair have some pretty big things planned, and I can't wait to see what's going on. Yeah, and I know that uh, we're still waiting to hear back from a few people that we want to interview or sponsor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so some things are in the line as oh, well. Yeah. We're having some fun over here. Actually, uh, we mentioned before that we now got sponsored by Lawton, which has been helping us out. Um, to be honest, we've got their two top-of-the-line mics here, and everybody always falls in love with them. Like We had Jalen who... Uh, uh, Jalen Rance, he's been recording on a U87 for years, right? That's just the sound everybody in pop knew. But uh, when I first introduced him to the mic and, like, all the people that have worked on it, like, he's like, oh, I've got to try this. When he finally came by our studio, he's like, 
I just love the sound of my voice on this. <laughs> like, I'm not going anywhere anymore. Like, uh, so I'm really happy that we've been able to work with them. They've they've created products that have not just simplified the workflow as engineers, but like they sound you know, great. They sound great. I think I think branding with uh, partnering with a company like Loudon Audio is actually super within our best interest because it's it's an engineer's favorite tool. Yeah, <laughs> I love <laughs> mics. So good, it's so good. <laughs> and they're working on the PR. They're doing a lot better to make it like a client requested equipment. Yeah. But right now it's like. Yeah, we really love Loudon Audio, and they do an awesome job. We might be switching out these uh, Shure mics for some of theirs in the yeah, future as well. Yeah, I believe it's called uh, the 208, the, the front address uh, cardioid uh, condenser, uh, but it's basically like one of these. It's like a these. broadcast mic. It's like a broadcast mic, but I've been seeing them in live performance, studio recordings. Like It's, it's basically an all-around utility mic. I actually was seeing that uh, another uh, YouTube vlogger is using it as a handheld mic for, for interviewing Really? People. Yeah, so he's like passing it back and forth oh, and things like dope. that. And the rejection is so good on it that I'm like, I can't Makes wait sense. to try them out for us. Yeah. And uh, for me, um, I'm proud to announce that uh, I am officially a Forbes 30 Under 30 nominee. Yeah, there you go. I know I know I'm the only one here. but <laughs> So uh, that doesn't mean I've won or anything, but it means that I'm officially like they asked me for a couple pictures and – uh, lots of write-ups and stuff. I so. told him not to send the nudes, but he wouldn't listen. <laughs> but for anybody that helped nominate me and put me on the spot there, I appreciate that. It's all love. And we'll see how it goes. I think uh, we have a shot at winning for all the stuff that we're doing, but at the same time, the people on that list of previous winners for the music music uh, section was people like uh, Tyler, the creator. <laughs> yeah. uh, I know Mixed by Ali has it. I think Mickey one. Shiloh too is on yeah. Forbes 30 under 30. But I got like another two, three years of uh, that I can continue to apply. But uh, if I win this year, it was funny because I was actually trying to get nominated for the media category because of a previous company that I built. And there's no email confirmation of us getting actually nominated, even though we had like a hundred submissions plus. And mm -hmm. then I only did like five or six submissions for mine, like total that I know about. And somehow I got in as a personal thing. It's probably because I have more write-ups or something like that, but that was really weird. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, but anyway, today we have a very good, important topic. It's uh, so important. Please pay attention. <laughs> and that is the topic of monitoring and why monitoring is important and we're going to make, me and Lou, we're going to make our own top three lists, whether it's gear around monitoring or reasons why monitoring is important. We're just going to make our own top three about monitoring. So Lou, let's start with your top three. Okay. And I want to talk, and it sounds like you're going to say some accessories or equipment type stuff, right? Yeah. I tend to focus on uh, understanding what it is that's in front of you versus anything else because as long as you can actually understand and hear the details that you need to hear then generally speaking you can get everything else done pretty easily so for you what is the number one most important thing for monitoring or do you want to start at three i'll start at three okay let's do that let's count down to one yeah i would say headphones for one huge huge reason i've been in so many major studios that you know, the client will want to run through the Augsburgers or the Oceanways or whatever they have there. Big and, studio know, monitors. We're talking about yeah. like 1,000 to 2,000 watts per speaker. You know, it gets loud to the point where, yes, tinnitus is a factor for some recording engineers due to clients being loud in studios. Now, 
one way you can protect yourself and make sure that you're actually hearing things clearly is get a good pair of headphones with good isolation, whether you're an artist or an engineer. I love the Bayer DT770s because they're not too expensive. They're not too cheap. They're built really ruggedly. They don't really get too loud, but the clarity in the low mids and in the mid range is so good that I tend to get pretty finished sounding vocals, even when I'm just tracking vocals or handing them to an artist and they say, oh, I can really hear what I'm doing more now. You know, headphones actually play a pretty big role in the recording process. And when you're in big studios and everybody's getting loud, you want to protect your hearing, but you still want to be able to hear what you're doing. A good pair of headphones with good isolation is going to save your life and probably make your workflow that much easier. And here's a sub note. The reason I like headphones too in big studios with lots of people in them you're not ever trying to ignore anybody, but when you're trying to focus in on your job, when they see you with both cans on, not with one can off, but with both cans on, they tend to leave you alone if it's not important. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Think about it. If I'm like this and I'm really dived in and I'm recording, let's say, Keisha in the booth, I don't really care about the people having fun behind me or anything. In fact, I've blocked off the majority of their sound, but... If they're tapping me on my shoulder, it's either they're trying to communicate with her or they're trying to ask me to do something. But if it wasn't important, they wouldn't have tapped on my shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. So monitoring headphones would be my third request. Yeah. yeah. So and to piggyback on the headphones thing, I think that headphones are super underrated and we'll see a huge increase of headphone usage in the professional world. One, because you don't need to rely on the acoustics of your room where speakers you do. Yep. And they're consistent every single time. They're portable. Um, and I think that we'll see an increase of quality in headphones and we'll see an increase of usage in the professional world. I really am banking on the future of headphones. Like if you've listened to previous episodes, you know that I'm a fan of headphones. I don't use them myself for every single mix, but the concept of headphones, yes, heck yes. And I do use headphones to mix some of my records and whatnot. Oh, yeah, I do it all the time. Anytime I think it sounds good on the speakers, I'm like, let me double check these headphones real quick because if it doesn't sound good in the headphones, I'm just saying, how many people do you know walking around with, like, $14,000 monitors? I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, nobody gets on the bus with a set of speakers. They get on the bus with their AirPods. And, uh, you know, thanks to people like Audio Movers or I think it's called Audrio. I forget what it's called. The where, where you can stream the music to your headphones or to your phone. To your phone and then just plug in your AirPod Pros or whatever you got going on, whatever your medium that you want to double check it on, like some beats or a pill or whatever. Guess what? Now you can check it on your phone speaker while you're mixing. So there's there really go. no excuse for not being able to, um, to be able to monitor what you're doing on me different mediums because there's free services that help this. Yeah. Now, that would bring me to my second most important piece for monitoring um, acoustic treatment. Like mm -hmm. realistically speaking, like I don't care if you have KRKs or ATCs, if you're in an echoey boomy room, that snare is going to sound like it has a lot of reverb on it anyways. And when you compress it, sure, it's going to sound a little more upfront and sound full and stuff, but then you're still listening to the decay in the room and it sounds like it's got a longer tail. So you start noise gating it a little more dramatically and this is just monitoring. Car. This is just monitoring. Like, it sounds like there's reverb on the snare. Exactly. But it there sounds, isn't. There's not. It's your room playing games with you. Now, another thing is that you go to your car and you listen to that snare that you've now edited the, the living hell out of it. 
And you're like, why does it just sound like a simple snap? It doesn't sound all big and roomy like it does in my studio. It's like, well, your studio wasn't treated, so you don't really know what you're hearing. Yeah. Frequencies kind of get messed up. Like, for example, low mids and low frequencies tend to bundle up. Yeah. Like, if you might be hearing way more than there actually is. Sounds like there's a blanket on them. And I would even debate, what's your number one? Because I would have almost made that number one on my personal list, but what's your number one? Number one is having a good set of monitors that you can trust that aren't too expensive. Uh, If you're learning, you don't have to learn on ATCs. If you're learning, you don't have to learn on barefoots. I get it. You also may not even want to buy. In fact, I don't suggest you buy NS10s because they sound like absolute dog poo. I'm just saying, like, they weren't meant to sound great. They're home stereo monitors, not studio monitors. They were just thrown into a studio because the idea behind NS10s was if this really bad-sounding speaker can sound good the way I mixed it, well, then it'll sound good everywhere because it's a very popular item on the market. It was never meant for the studio. It was, in fact, a joke. But because it's such a norm, we all have them in our studios. I have a pair but I still don't think they're worth their dollar amount. What I would much rather you guys do is actually get something that fits your room. And I say the monitors are the number one most important for one reason. As good as it sounds in your headphones, you don't know what it sounds like live in a big ambient room, in your car, you're this, you're that. Getting a good set of speakers that best represents the different mediums that you're testing on and that your demographic is listening to it on is a good idea because let's say you make all EDM music, you probably want some bass heavy speakers and something that matches a little more to what you're listening to as far as home stereo systems, but with a really high fidelity sound behind it, you know, with something with detail in those ranges that you need it to have. But unlike headphones, they're very dependent on how the room sounds. So if, if it sounds great in your headphones, great, but that doesn't always mean it sounds good out in the open in your car and things like that. That's why having both monitors and headphones is a good idea. But if you're getting an engineer and you're recording with a client, it doesn't matter how good your headphones are. Your monitors have to be that good because your client also needs to hear it. And if you only have one good set of headphones, well, guess what? Now you're going to buy three, four, five of them. How many clients are in the room? Um, so having and also, a good also set, like, And I, I don't mean to cut you off, but also yeah. the idea of like with speakers, it moves air. Exactly. Where like headphones, they don't move air. And on top of that, the most unnatural thing about headphones versus speakers is that, uh, have you ever heard about crossfeed between headphones? Yeah. Where they actually allow you to hear a little bit of the left signal in your right ear and vice versa. It's because naturally speaking, that's how we hear. So headphones are very unnatural to the way we hear unless it comes with a crossfeed. So if you wanted to actually hear what it sounds like in a car and things like that, there's many different ways to test. You can, Like I said, you can stream it now to your phone and check it on your phone and all that stuff. But a good pair of monitors is going to make it that much easier as an engineer to be able to mix in front of your client and hear the same thing as them. But as good as your monitors are, you still need to have room treatment. And if you're in a less than ideal situation where the monitors don't really help as much, let's say they're playing them too loud or you're in a room that just has big PA speakers and small NS10, so the monitoring isn't really ideal. A good pair of headphones, you know, but I always start with my monitors because I want to be in the same room as my clients and say, how does this feel to you? Like, I've mixed everything, and I don't think I hear anything else that needs to change, but let me get your opinion. They don't have to get out of their chair and put on the headphones. They can listen to it, but having a good pair of clean monitors 
is going to make your life that much easier because now you're not relying on the headphones, something that you can take anywhere with you, but you're relying on something that can actually get the job done faster if everybody can hear the same signal. Yeah. Yeah. And again, going back to that, like it moves air is I think that even if it's partially with speakers there, you're adding a second element or a second feeling, uh, a second sensory, the feel mm-hmm. sensory with headphones. You don't really get the feel of the bass. Like you can mm-hmm. hear it, but with moving air, moving pressure, mm-hmm. you actually add a second sense feel. And along with having people around the room. And to be honest, we, we always hear about mono compatibility. Yeah. And the reason why uh, I want to actually talk about the opposite, which because of headphones, for example, we've done, we've done this before where you split a mono signal into stereo and like yep. you, or you have two ad-lib tracks and you do one far left, one far right. In the speakers, it sounds like it's the perfect volume, but um, you when you put on, on headphones, headphones, they're too loud. Yeah. So like now I'm going to bring up this new concept that is official 2020 mixing music podcast. We came up with this is stereo compatibility. Mm-hmm. Like I hate to say this where like a lot of the things that sound good on monitors may not sound good in the headphones. And most people are listening to on headphones. But at the same time, if someone plays it on their JBL boombox, like party music, you want to make sure it feels the same way when it hits the same yep. way. So I want to go jump into my top three and I'm going to start at the bottom. I'm going to be really quick. Number three for me is translation. And translation for me doesn't mean that it sounds good on every single platform. It means whatever I'm monitoring with, headphones or speakers, that every time I mix on it, it's going to sound like what I expect it to sound like in different audio sources. For example, I know my car really well. Every time I mix on my monitors and I play it in my car, I should know what it would sound like in my car. Like I expect it because I know how my speakers sound. It Mm -hmm. translates. It doesn't mean like I've talked about this in a previous episode. It doesn't mean that it needs to sound good in the AirPods and it needs to sound good on my Bose headphones and on my Beats and it needs to sound good in the car. Nah, it's going to sound different in every single source. But what the main point is, is whatever system that you're using, whatever monitoring system you're using, it translates. It, it gets it to a point where it's good enough and it sounds good and it sounds similar on every single device, yeah. relatively speaking. So that's the number one. And that's the number three thing for me. Number two is going to be acoustics as mm-hmm. well in the sense that if you're not using headphones... If there's no point of getting good speakers if you don't have good acoustics. Um, that being said, it's number two, not number one for me because you don't need good acoustics if you're using headphones. So I'm also assuming that headphones is a valid option in the monitoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my number one, oh, I, before, actually, before I go on to number one, let's talk about number two acoustics even more. Yeah. Like This is huge. This is actually really important and is the make or break. Sure, near field monitors, the small and close ones, mm-hmm. make it, less the room is less involved not to the point where you don't need acoustic treatment but to the point where it's a lot less needed than like mid or far field monitors where it's much more needed but even then acoustics is important your egg cartons and your one inch thick foam pieces on the wall ain't ain't worth shit like you got to have nice acoustic treatment make it four six inches off the wall get some diffusers i wish i could show you more we should do an episode about acoustic treatment and how to build or like ideas of air space versus yep you know, panels and whatnot. And, but anyway, I think that's really important. I don't want to gloss over it. Number one though, for me is time. Time is the most important part of your monitoring. Even if you use $20 super shitty Amazon headphones or speakers, computer speakers, or you use your 15, $14,000 ATC speakers, 
or or your $125,000 PMC mastering grade speakers oh, yes. or or whatever. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. The point that the matter the, the part that matters is the time. How comfortable with that system are you? For example, my ATCs wouldn't mean shit if I didn't spend time in front of them. The fact that I've spent time in front of them and I know what they sound like helps me to translate, helps me with the translation stuff, helps me with, you know, everything that I know about mixing helps me to get it across much faster because I spent time on them. New speakers don't mean shit. In fact, it's all just marketing. Yeah, all- if, you, if you already had the same monitors for 10 years and you've been able to get awards and recognition off of them, realistically speaking, are you trying to reinvent the wheel of your workflow? Nah. Yeah, I'm I'm just saying like I've been able to get a lot of mixes done on like $300 pair, $1000 pair and like below. It was only recently that DK brought in his ATCs and I'm like, "Wow, these sound different." And and yeah. At first, I was like, "I can't really tell if I like them or not." Then 3 months later, here we are. I'm I'm now shopping for a pair of monitors for my house and I'm like, "Man, I know the ATC so well, and I hear all these details that I just don't hear in other monitors anymore. And I'm kind of ruined it for you. Yeah, dude, you tease. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, that's that's an, a valid part of it. Is is yes, there is a point to spending more on monitors. Mm-hmm. But I will also throw that back and say, if you cannot mix on only top end monitors, then you are not an engineer. Exactly. You are not. And if you can't, if you have to have specific plugins and you can't do a good mix on stock plugins alone, you are not an engineer. You, you know, know, I got told that the other day. He's like, oh, I only like to record in studios that have NS10s. I'm like, So you're really? not an engineer. <laughs> really? Like, you like really bad speakers? Like, don't get me wrong. I applaud your ears for hearing the detail behind the crap. But um, I'll be honest. Like, I record in every studio and half the time the NS10s don't work. Yeah. So I don't know what you're relying on. I'd rather say take a good pair of headphones that you know and you can trust because no matter what the room sounds like, those headphones are going to translate consistently. Yeah, but at the same time, maybe that guy, mm-hmm. maybe it's somebody else, but if that guy's been mixing on NS10s for years. Exactly. For him at that point, it's like, like I said, it. I applaud you. If you can get it done with NS10s only, then dude, yeah. all, by all means. So that goes back to number one, time. Whatever you have, whatever you use, spend time on them. If it's your headphones, if it's your monitors, if it's your laptop speakers, if it's your computer. I know Leslie was mixing from his truck for a while. He would actually put his studio monitors in his truck, but then he would, at one point, I think he was actually just using the speakers in his truck. Hmm. And it was funny because, uh, I mean, because he, you know, your speakers super well in your car. Yeah. Because that's where most people spend a lot of time listening to music. Yeah. So if something's off, it's going to feel off because you have a lot of references. Oh, yeah. Right? So spend time on them. Mix on them. Don't just rent a pair of monitors, see if you like them, and listen to them, and whether or not you enjoy them. Notice that on none of our lists, enjoyment and how good they sound is not on our list. Or price tags. Yeah. To be honest, don't pick what sounds good to you. Mix on them. Try working with them. You might find that... Some speakers are much easier for your ears. And it's just one of those things that just needs to spend time. Mix on them. Don't just listen. Yeah. On that note, thank you so much for listening. Again, feel free to hit us up if you'd like. Go to links.dkmixes.com if you'd like to have me mix your music. 
Go to Sound Better, and I'll leave the description to lose Sound Better. If you'd like to hire Lou for mixing or mastering or whatever, if you'd like to come down to L.A. and book some recording time with us, you can. Feel free to. Just or don't, you know. Or don't. But we'd be a little bit heartbroken. <laughs> thanks again. Shout out to Loudon Audio for sponsoring the podcast. Boom. Uh, thanks again for Antares Autotune for sponsoring the podcast. We're looking to hopefully get another couple sponsors, but on that note, happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. One, two, three. <laughs> If you'd like to take advantage of my free guides and online videos, please check out links.dkmixes.com. That's links.dekeimixes.com. Are you trying to find the perfect distribution platform to get your music on Spotify and Apple? I personally use and love DistroKid. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash DistroKid to get a small discount and get access to a platform with unlimited uploads for a yearly fee. Happy uploading and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.